And like it's just funny because like I thought I was really bad at like science, and then I ended up pursuing a science degree. So I thought that was just really funny. Maybe when I'm bigger, you know, I don't know what what are you feeling like chatting about today. Well, I mean, I could just, so it's been kind of weird. I've been out of school for the last four days. Um, so Ruth has been sick. And so mm -hmm. I haven't been at school. And so, um, so my, my coach and mentor um, said that there's, there's two ways of achieving things. You can achieve something because of, or you can achieve something in spite of. Like Ooh. sometimes you achieve things just because you're better you have all the resources, like luck lined up. Like it was just, all you had to do was like walk down the path and, and you achieve something really cool. And, and that's great. When that happens, we should be thankful. And it's not a knock against us. You know, it's a, that's great. The other way of achieving is in spite of, in spite of not being as talented or skilled or having the resources mm -hmm. or, or that sort of stuff, you still achieve things. And the, the, um, it achieving things in spite of is by far the more fun way of doing things. You know, yeah, you it's more be, admirable, actually. I don't know. So, any, but regardless, you're going to have to be, at some point, you're going to have to achieve things in spite of. And that's why I kind of felt like this last week of school was. Let's just start. Let's just start. Um, Let's just start. All right. Welcome to the Health Science Podcast. Uh, I'm Adam Chris. I'm Anna Nguyen. And we're here to talk about um, health sciences and the education thereof, um, the health sciences. So I'm a teacher at Forest Grove High School and Anna, you're, you're everywhere. Yeah, I'm graduated, but I'm also still in school. Um, yeah, for those that haven't listened to episode one, I recently graduated from Pacific University this May, May of 2021, and am currently back um, doing some prereqs for graduate school. So yeah. Nice. And, and you're working. You're working as and a- And I'm working. Yeah. As, as a PTOT- Yeah, a rehab aid. Rehab aid. PTOT mm -hmm. rehab aid. So, um, so cool. So we're here to talk about, um, I, I guess this episode is kind of about like what's going on in my classes, which- yeah which for me is kind of an open question because I haven't been at my classes uh, for for this week um, or at least, gosh, since I took Friday off. So maybe this is my third day off, fourth day off. Third? Yeah. Yeah. Um, something like that. I can't remember if I took Thursday off last week as well. But yeah, so my daughter's had hand, foot, mouth um, disease, which is a viral infection, which she got like these blisters all over her hands and feet and mouth. Hence the, you know, the not, name. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not very, very creative. Very creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was miserable. Uh, my daughter was, she couldn't, she needed to have ice packs on her hands and feet. She couldn't walk there for a couple of days. And last few days, she, she's been feeling fine. She's just been contagious. So like yesterday we, I put some gloves on her and we went to the zoo. 
Oh, what a good way to, you know, prevent transmission of uh, infection. Nice. Yeah, I think I think that's okay. Either that, or we gave we gave all the animals um, hand, foot, mouth. So if I hear about like pythons dying at the zoo, I'm going to feel really bad. Um, we'll, we'll we'll only find out in the next few days. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I I've been I've been away from class, but it's been kind of fun because I've applied all those those distance learning skills I learned last year on kind of running my classes. Um, remotely. So um, students in my class, so for anatomy class, students have been um, starting to learn about cells, DNA, um, cell, cell organelles, DNA, and mitosis. And so I had videos pre-recorded um, that, that they would watch and that they would build clay models out of those. And Part of the reason that they build the clay models is just to just to build up those fine motor skills for working with the clay. It's kind of yeah, um, yeah it just it just takes a ton of practice. They're all really bad at working. Most of them are really bad at working with clay. Um, I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you try last year? Did you try building some of the clay stuff? I can't remember. I didn't, but, but my, um, in middle school, we had an art class and we worked with like clay. We were trying to make pottery and, um, couldn't, I couldn't roll a log for the life of me. So I can empathize with these students. Yeah. Tough, tough stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the most, it was the most shocking thing when I first started doing this is like how bad the students were at working with clay. Some of them are really like to start with really bad. And it's kind of, kind of fun. I'm glad we're posting this, um, you know, broadcasting this out to all the parents. But yeah, some of your guys' uh, children are really bad at working with clay, but they're going to get better. That's but they'll it. get better. Yes, but they'll get better. Yeah. And if they want a career in the medical field, those fine motor skills come in handy. So yes, we'll transfer everywhere. That's right. Um, but really, that's what I mean, building a cell, really, they could draw it just as I mean, I think students get just as so much out of drawing the cell as they would from building a cell out of clay. We just build out of clay so they can get practice building stuff. So yeah, it's it's much more interactive. I I like it. I like the idea. You gotta literally build something that's within you. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's kind of fun. So that's what. Um, that's what we've been doing in anatomy that that's been pretty straightforward medical terminology we've kind of just been um that's the one class i actually have a textbook for and so <laughs> we've just been kind of chugging through like um going along the, the first chapter and posting things on canvas and and it's been pretty easy and then exercise physiology is pretty tough because that one i don't really have a textbook for or anything but um I just, and we, I was starting to teach students like heart rates and stuff, but we just introduced like working with blood pressures before, before I left. And, and so I just sent them a video how to do static postural assessments. And so they were going to take pictures of themselves and use lines on the, um, the computer to kind of like do these postural assess static postural assessments. And so I'm nice. just trying to get, yeah, I'm trying to get them into just measuring things as, as fast as we can. Um, cause I also assigned them a personal interest project where they get to choose, um, anything that they are excited about and passionate about. And it's 
they're going to do this project over the course of eight weeks or so. And um, they just have to relate that project back to the concepts we're covering in exercise physiology and be able to measure it with some of these, these tools that we use to measure things. Um, That's so, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I did it last year for distance learning because I didn't know what else to do for exercise physiology. So much of the stuff I do is like hands-on in class stuff. Um, and so I'm, I'm doing it again it, and it worked. Some of them were phenomenal and others crashed and burned. And I think that's okay. Right. That's like okay. I, yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's probably how it's going to be this year. And I'm going to, you know, I haven't had a chance to talk to my students yet, but some of these projects are going to fail completely. It doesn't mean the students get a failing grade. It's just the, the projects aren't going to work. Um, mm -hmm. And some of them are going to be great. And I, and we don't know which ones are going to be which we just, and have that's the reflection of science. Yeah. Yeah. That happens all the time in real life. Like you'll plan a procedure for an experiment and it completely goes south then you just take it as a lesson and then you apply it and then rede redesign your your um, experiment so that's in a way a good skill to learn yeah yeah last year I had good students um you know they I thought they picked you know good projects to do it they were going to get better at running or something and they just it never the project just never quite materialized and you know they just weren't very good projects and then Others did great projects on like learning how to do a, a, a skateboard tricks. It was oh, a wow. great, yeah, this, this girl learned how to do three skateboard tricks. It was a great project. Like that's she did pretty, a great job on it. pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. A girl did, she's big into horseback riding. So she did a, like a biomechanical analysis of horse jumping. And so, wow. and, did, and did flexibility training to, to get her body in a better position. Uh, for horse training and so, or for horse jumping. And so anyway, it, some of them were really, really great. And so some, some of these this year are going to be really great. Others are going to be, you know, a good try. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. A good try. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's totally fine. So, um, so I got started on that personal interest project and just trying to getting them into different ways of measurement because I want them to, to know what ways they can measure this, this project. So, wow. They're, they're learning some pretty valuable skills about them. Are they? I, well, let's hold off. Good efforts. They're, yeah. they're putting good efforts. Yeah. yeah. That's the plan. The plan is for them to learn. Valuable yeah. what, what, I mean, like, as someone who's applying to graduate school and and have gone has gone through the college admissions things, did you do a lot of scholarship applications and stuff when you were in high school? I did a lot, a lot. Um, yeah, I needed. I definitely needed scholarships in order to be able to go to college. Like I definitely did not come from a socioeconomic background that like was able to comfortably like go to college. Um, so yeah, I applied to a lot of scholarships and fortunately enough, I earned, um, scholarships from the university itself and from outside scholarships and was able to cover pretty much most of my college, um, tuition. So really good for yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, it was a lot of hard work. So, so with the school, I, I don't think I applied for one scholarship when, when I was in high school. 
Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but then I went to a state school and college was super cheap. <laughs> like, like it was $3,500 a year for tuition at U of O. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, ca- I came out of college with like $10,000 of student debt, which wow. like, which looking at now that's a steal. Like that's such a yeah. good deal. That is so uh, good actually. Yeah. Um, you know, and so anyway, um, so I don't know. And it was, it was reasonably affordable. I worked the whole time and, mm-hmm. um, that sort of stuff, but it was reasonably affordable to me. So like in the scholarship application, like, like, I guess there's probably people at school I could ask, but did you have to like list accomplishments or, or that sort of thing for these, these different scholarships, like projects you've worked on, like stuff like that? Are those criteria of scholarships? That you uh, yes. Yes. I definitely didn't do more of the achievements that I've done in college, like, you know, write a research paper or participate in research. None of that really, but there's more like extracurricular activities mm-hmm. and achievements. So um, any awards I got in athletics, I listed any awards I got in clubs, I listed. So like National Honor Society or like American Red Cross Club or like HOSA, like any of that, anything that I got, even even outside of school so like um any old achievements I got in like taekwondo for example um yeah I listed I just listed anything because at that point I just wanted to show that um I was able to do things outside of the classroom as well as in the classroom so anything and everything went on the application yeah yeah, I guess I, I kind of think like for, because my classes are more elective science classes, I wanted my classes to be an, another opportunity for students to say, mm-hmm. hey, I, I did this project and or, it you know, turned out to be very cool. And I presented it and, you know. Some, yeah, some no, that is so valuable. That is honestly yeah. a different experience and achievement than what some other high schoolers can say they've done. Because it's one, one thing to be like, yeah, I earned like, you know, a varsity varsity letter versus like saying like, yeah, I was able to learn applicable skills for a certain career and be competent enough to do a project on it and like to present it and to like, you know, have potential to carry this project forward. Um, I think that's a lot. And that definitely happens in college for sure when you um, start doing research and things like that. So yeah, that is something to definitely highlight. Yeah. And, you know, the other part about it is I've noticed, um, well, there's an equity piece to it. Like it would, you know, I was very fortunate. I, I mean, I've lived a charmed existence um, from day one. I have a wonderful family, like all that sort of stuff. My parents supported me in every extracurricular activity that I could ever want to do. Mm-hmm never forced into anything to, you know, mm-hmm. nothing. It's just a completely charmed existence. What I've noticed is, you know, a lot of my students have real responsibilities that keep them from going out for sports or for doing Taekwondo or, you know, racking up those sort of things to put on a resume or to put on a scholarship application. And I really feel like as a public school teacher that I think I, I, think I get paid very well for what I do like I should be trying to create those opportunities for all students to be able to, to, 
get those experiences or, or get those achievements to be able to um, put them on scholarship applications or, or, or resumes or that sort of thing, college, mm-hmm. college applications. Um, yeah. I just think it's, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I, I think that is a good point that you mentioned that there are, there definitely is that aspect of like who is able to have the, t- afford the time to do certain opportunities and who doesn't. And I would just like to mention um, that I was also very fortunate that I didn't, I wasn't like, why I guess I was like forced to do well in school and like forced to do um, other things. But um, I just want to say that there are valuable things that come out of being responsible for like other things. Like for me, I worked, um, you know, during high school um, because, you know, I had to help my parents out and also like kind of take a burden off of like feeding both me and my twin brother. Um, So it was in a way of like me trying to take care of the both of us so they could focus on other things. Um, But that is valuable in itself is like being able to show responsibility, um, you know, for time management and to be able to um, prioritize things. And it's, even though, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, even though some of us were afforded opportunities to play extra sports or to do extra extracurricular activities, there's still a lot of valuable experience and um, skills that come out of that that is worth mentioning in scholarships and just in your college application in general. Yeah, that's, so. that's a really good point. Yeah, like, I guess by definition, having responsibilities means that you're achieving something. Yeah. And even if that achievement isn't like, you know, winning a state championship title, you are winning in a different aspect that is very valuable in life. Well, and then even winning a state championship uh, title, a lot of it's just dumb luck. Have I told you about, did I tell you I was a state champion back in high school? Yes. Okay, good. Good. Several times. That yes, I, it's it's noted. It's duly noted. <laughs> you know, hanging on the wall, you know, just like Adam Chris, state champion, champion at all other things. That's right. Right. But did I tell you it was the third worst throw ever to win state? No. Yeah. So I won I won uh state in discus and it was for three A at, at the time. And it was the third worst throw ever to win state. I would have placed tenth in the 4A competition that year. Oh, wow. It was just dumb luck. Um, anyway, so even, you know, even achievements like that are, are there, there's just an element of luck to it. Whereas if you have a responsibility, you can actually put down that you had this responsibility and fulfilled it, um, you know, did, did that responsibility really well. So, yeah. no, we, we should mention, because I was talking about it um, and I, I couldn't, record a little blurb and I'll edit this part up a little bit but mm-hmm. um the music we had for episode one was by a local artist named Sam Girl um and so awesome. thank you thank you to her for letting thank us you use her, yeah letting use her song selfish um and so um she said we could use it it was it was really great so um if anybody knows any local artists that want their music so showcased like we should just put an intermission or just like, yeah, 
yeah no i think that'd be awesome obviously if all you future producers want to drop some mixtapes out here whatever works like yeah we would love to showcase um local talent speaking of talents sure do you have any talents adam do you have any talents secret talents that you want to share secret talent secret talents so one one thing i'm trying to get better at so um i'm doing parkour um that's the that's the stupid activity that i'm trying to train for um this try to try to get better it's kind of like my personal interest project that i'm going to be working on and so i'm part of a parkour gym and i really don't have like the body type for parkour i'm like i'm six foot two 260 pounds like i have no business like jumping off of stuff um but anyway so i'm i'm trying to get good at that so I don't know. Maybe that's something I'm good at. I'm willing to try a whole bunch of really dumb things. I don't know. I tried spearfishing. Like I got into spearfishing one summer and free diving. I tried to see how, how deep I could dive underwater one summer. Um, I don't know. Um, barefoot running. I did for a while. Like I, don't, I just get into these like weird little things to play around. Ooh, with interesting well. niches, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer. Th- I mean, I was a hammer thrower in college. Like I just, I do kind of just kind of get in, I obsess about weird things every now and then. And so, um, which teachings are pretty good gig for that. Um, oh, here's some other news. I am getting the metabolic cart from PCC on Thursday. Fun. Yeah. So it's for sure. It's going to happen. Um, the army is helping me get it. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, so the the Army um, Recruiting Office in Hillsboro, um, it's it's kind of cool. They're they're just looking for ways to help out local high schools, and they kind of understand it's kind of a tough year for high schools. And they're saying, "How can we help?" And so I took advantage. You know, they came into my class a couple of times. Um, they're going to set up a, a, one of their mobile medical tents this year and do some other trainings for my classes and stuff like that and so um they said they would go out and pick up the metabolic cart from pcc because it was nice of them yeah it was it was super nice of them so thank thank you to to the army and i feel like a general because i'm like bossing the the army around and so um that makes me feel cool i guess that is pretty cool (laughs) how how are how are classes going with you they're going great. Honestly, I'm taking some really interesting classes um, this year. And in a way, I'm really grateful that grad school kind of pushed me towards these classes because um, I probably wouldn't have taken them if it wasn't for them. Um, so I graduated with a kinesiology degree and I've avoided chemistry for four years. And suddenly now I need to take chemistry. So I'm taking intro to chemistry. And I remember sophomore year in high school, I like despised chemistry. I just didn't know what was going on. I I just thought I really would be really bad at chemistry. And I kept that same um, feeling and like thought going into this class. And it turns out I'm like, yo, chemistry is actually pretty, pretty exciting. I like this way more than general bio. Like general bio was traumatic. Um, and so, yeah, so that's been really fun. Um, I just had lab today and we were looking at periodic properties and descriptive chemistry. So that was pretty cool. Um, 
And then I'm also taking an intro to cultural anthropology class, as well as a psychology of intergroup relations. And those two go hand in hand. And it's been really fascinating to see how um, they, the materials kind of reflect one another and to see it in like the psychology of a person versus like the cultural influence on people. So it's been you fascinating. Must be, yeah, you must be having a field day in that class. With in cultural like, anthropology? Yeah. I mean, yes. do, you, do you look outside of what, like, and what's going on now just in our communities, just kind of going like, wow. Like, there, it seems like there's some pretty big cultural tribalism going on and it's colliding with like individual psychology of I don't know no it's no I mean it is fascinating because right because um in cultural anthropology right we're looking at culture and cultures of people um so it's just really fascinating first of all to be able to define culture because I think a lot of us know what culture is but have a hard time defining it and you know spoiler there is no like single definition of culture so which, um, which, which definition do you like the best? Um, I don't know if I have one that I like the best. I think one that is easiest to remember is like um, a set of like behaviors and um, a set of behaviors and um, like mutual social norms that kind of tie people together or connect people together um, is probably the easiest definition that I can remember Hmm. um but yeah and just recently we're talking about medical anthropology and so looking at like diseases and disorders um pain feelings and stuff like that related to um a culture of people and recently we talked about COVID and the you know culture behind that so it was it was just really cool to kind of relate that all to present day and it's like like our goal of this podcast right like what all the things that I'm learning now how applicable is it to real life and this is a perfect instance of like yeah how do we look at this pandemic in an anthropological lens and what do these actions that we do how does that reflect our culture in America or like things like that so just like you know toilet paper hoarding why do we do it? What, what is that? How does that relate to American culture? And then it relates to like, you know, our, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like our desire to be seen as pure. Yeah. And then it breaks down. And so, yeah, it's just really fascinating stuff. So do, do you find like taking class like that, get, do you feel better about your about people in general like do you do you find like you don't get as frustrated with choices that people make as much the more you learn about cultural anthropology and and uh that sort of stuff good question um I mean yes and no right I think that just as a human being right psychologist there's still parts of us that are just kind of like easily frustrated about differences and things like that but it's it definitely taking class like this gives me a moment to really think about not the person as individual, but how the system has influenced this individual to 
think the way they do or act the way they do. And so rather than coming it coming from a place of like, oh my gosh, you're just a terrible person. Like I'm so annoyed. It's more like a, what is here and what can I understand? And it, it doesn't mean that I have to tolerate this person or I have to like understand it and like love this person or anything, but it's just like a place of like, okay, we're both humans in a situation right now. What influences have shaped you to be the way you are now? And what am I bringing to the table? And like, you know, what's just happening? What is just happening? Um, So yeah, it's fascinating. It's super cool. Um, And like I said, if I wasn't going to grad school and like being required to take these classes, I don't think I ever would. Like I didn't even really know what anthropology was. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So my, my little pet project, like I've been reading tons of like psychology books um for a long time and the more i learned about psychology and statistics and and how our brains work and that sort of stuff the i'm so much more tolerant to people like i just give like everybody gets a better people can be really great people that just make really weird choices you know and 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 we're probably all that person we're we are always that person that could be a really great person and all of us make really weird choices and we're just, we just don't pay attention to our weird choices, but other people's weird choices seem, you know, seem to, you know, like they're, they're getting in our way and and seem really. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just always a lot to unpack when it comes to culture and it comes to like, you know, what systems are in play and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's very important if like any of us decide to go into, you know, like bigger systems like law or like medical field or whatever. So or teaching. It's just yeah. Yeah, te- or even just... teaching, right? Because there's always there's always a system happening. And so yeah. well, psychologically speaking, it's like uh, you know, people don't really develop a sense of like their the the sense of self that we feel they don't get until adolescence. Like adolescence is like all of a sudden this like light bulb turns on that oh my gosh I am my own person yeah and you're super self-conscious and then suddenly like you're comparing yourself to people and when in reality um everyone's also also doing that and no one's actually judging you (laughs) yeah but a sophomore is a brand new person they've only been a person for like three years and they don't know what they're doing with it and so they just anyway and so it's it's really you're kind of guiding people along it's like hey this is how you (laughs) this how you be a person uh yes that that's that's a struggle that that's a conflict you're having there but this is how you handle it and um and so yeah it's 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 been kind of fun so i got another question to ask you because i think it's important about education you're taking these three classes but it's it's not part of your degree you're not going to grad do you feel less pressure taking these classes than you did when you were in a program um yes no I think I feel pressure in the sense of like just wanting to earn a good grade to right so like I'm, t- I'm taking these classes ultimately to get into grad school right so there's that still that pressure there of like okay wanting to do well so that one it boosts my GPA for grad school but two just like to be sure that I'm like you know being competent in these uh subjects um but then, no, I don't feel pressured because, like, you know, I am graduating this in a way. I'm kind of like, you know, I feel like I'm just existing here while everybody's like, you know, moving towards, you know, their degree and like they have the whole 
aspect of college with them, like courses, making friends, um, developing relationships with professors and things like that. Or here, I'm just like, okay, I'm kind of just taking a course and I'm going home, doing homework, come back and do the same thing. Um, so yeah, there's no, I guess there's no like societal pressure or that comes with taking classes it's just more like okay I just got to make sure I don't like mess up yeah gotcha do you, then, yeah. yeah do you think because your classes aren't associated with the bachelor's program that you're able to kind of just enjoy them more do you think um yes and no I think it's always like it depends sure <laughs> but yeah. um it's actually I feel like um even though it isn't associated with my degree, but if I took, if I had to take classes that I didn't really like, then I would still hold that same like feeling of like, uh, like this is whatever, I don't want to do this. But because I find these topics fascinating, it definitely helped me mentally of like mm-hmm. being able to, knowing that I enjoyed these courses and like kind of in a way being motivated to like learn more and like do the assignments and, um, you know, look forward to class. I think that has helped me a lot because there are some classes during my bachelor's degree where I was just like, I absolutely don't have any interest in this topic, but the fact that I'm required to do it makes it even worse. Right. Right. So, so yeah. Yeah. And I would even do that with assignments in classes I did like, it's like, I don't like this assignment and I hate it. And even though I like the class and like the professor, this assignment, I hate Mm -hmm. it. And, um so for your for your chemistry class intro to chemistry Mm -hmm. you hated chemistry in high school when you took it as a sophomore did you did you have a bad teacher do you think or no I think I think it was I think it was like an amalgamation of a lot of reasons I think one was just feeling like I think it came from a sense of insecurity um because it took a lot of reflection to kind of realize it but I remember in elementary school, I felt like I was very competent and very good at like math and like writing and reading, right? Like it was always that like came back to that like little midterm uh, grading sheets, you know, where they tell you, oh, are you exceptional? Do you be or do you, are you not good at like reading and stuff like that? And I think with science, it was like one of the, one of the topics where I was like, okay, yeah. And then I kept telling myself, oh, I'm probably not as good at science as I think I am. And I kind of carried that and it kind of like validated itself in classes like high school because it was just like, I did, I did pretty well in biology, right? But once chemistry came around and I was like, oh, this is one of the sciences that kind of proved that I actually am not good at science, right? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And it kind of just like, in a way, I did allow myself to try my best and like do well. And I kind of psyched myself out that I felt like, okay, yeah, I just suck at chemistry. I'm never going to take chemistry again. And I think it was also partially because the class was very um, crowded and I went to a public high school. So it was like very crowded and like, um, you know, the teacher was always like running around that I was just like, I don't have time to ask questions. I don't even know what's going on. So that kind of played into that role of like me going into college and I'm like, I'm never taking chemistry. I'm not going to even try. I don't want to suck at it. And then here I am taking it. And I'm just like, oh, yo, this is actually pretty fun. I actually know what's going on. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Well, okay. So I, I shouldn't be running around in my classes. Um, yeah, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> well, I think, it's, yeah, I, 
I think it's interesting because I also think sometimes we're just ready to learn certain topics, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I think we, we don't consider how our brains develop very well. Um, before I came to Forest Grove, I taught in alternative high schools and I would teach. Uh, so I taught GED prep for kids who have dropped out of school and um, I'd ask them kind of some intake math questions. And one of them, I'd do like take two fifths and turn it into a, a decimal and they would write 2.5. And that's kind of the math skills that they were at. They had no concept of fractions, decimals and percents, but they were, they were at least 16 years old to get into the program. Mm-hmm. And I could teach them fraction decimals and percents in like an hour, you know, it, and and they got bludgeoned with it, like for three years in middle school. And, you know, students walk out of that experience thinking that they're bad at math. And it really mm-hmm. could have been, they just weren't ready for that sort of math. No, and so I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder if there's, yeah. there's certain times that we're, we're ready to learn things. Well, Anna, I, I think this is a good conversation. I really like what you, what you said about your educational process. That was really great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was being uh, very vulnerable because I was like, oh, I hate to admit that I, I was insecure about something. But no, yeah, it's it's in a way I'm glad I shared it because, um, yeah, I think there is no shame in like, you know, learning and just being patient with yourself because it took a lot of patience to kind of just be like, you know, accepting that there was a time when I felt like I wasn't good at something and it turns out like I'm doing OK at it. And like, it's just funny because like, I thought I was really bad at like science and then I ended up pursuing a science degree. So I thought that was just really funny. So, Um, so I have a theory about this. I I think we end up working at what we're bad at. Or I I mean, I think there's, there's an overlap. You have to be able to enjoy it and you have to respect, you know, what, what you're doing, but you don't work at things you're good at. You work at things you're bad at. And Like, I think we get like frustrated, and I shouldn't say, at least for me, I get frustrated when I can't do something and I have to like figure it out. I think that's why I'm doing parkour is because there's, I have no business doing parkour. <laughs> but it's great, right? Cause like you said, it's, it's this it's like pursuit to be better. And I think that's something that we should just always do is just pursue and try your best, yeah. Yeah, and find, find you know, it, it, you, we should seek our limits. You know, we, 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 should, we should celebrate when we find a limit of ours. Like, I think it's a very cool thing. It's, it, it's, a, it's a contour of your personality. And so, anyway, let's, um, let's wrap it up there. Sound yeah. good? I think it's a good episode, yeah. too. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think I'll... Thanks let's, for listening. Yeah, thank, thanks for listening. Um, I think... Think I'm gonna edit this with Sam Girl's uh, music again. So th- thank you, Sam Girl, again. Yeah, thank your, you, Sam Girl. Yeah, or her music's available on all streaming apps. So yeah, check, check it out. out. So um, cool. We're out. I'm gonna stop recording. <laughs>